Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and every week I lead you through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond, bringing you stories of the amazing people in and around the barbecue culture. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. I appreciate the gift of your time, and I hope I can entertain you for a little bit. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And now, on with this week's show. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast. Welcome to episode 159 of the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. Well, friends, it finally happened this past weekend. I competed in my very first KCBS competition at the Smoke, Wind, and Fire competition in Lethbridge, Alberta, as part of the Double Aces Backyard Barbecue Team, and it was an absolute blast and a half, and I'm thrilled to have the event's grand champion team joining me here on the show this week. But first, let's take care of a bit of business. Have you checked out After the Cook live on YouTube every Tuesday and also in podcast form and all your favorite podcatchers? Eat More Barbecue Digital Media is pleased to be helping with production of the podcast version of the show. To find out how Eat More Barbecue Digital Media can help you with consulting, recording, voice work, or full production, email us at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. That music you're hearing in the background is one of two new original compositions by my friend Alan Horbin, who has graciously provided all of the music you hear on this podcast. Check him out on YouTube. That's Alan with one L, Horabin, H-O-R-A-B-I-N. He's a great guy and a very talented musician, and I appreciate his support of the show. This portion of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you by the Calgary Foundation, proudly supporting community needs for 65 years. Whether someone is battling depression, fleeing domestic abuse, or worried about putting food on the table, it's times like these that inspire people to help others during a period of unprecedented needs. The Calgary Foundation is here to help. Through the generous support of donors, the Foundation offers a wide range of funding opportunities for organizations who share a common goal of building a healthy, giving, caring, and resilient community, one where everyone thrives. If you're part of a registered charity looking for a grant, discover a wealth of resources at calgaryfoundation.org and learn more about the Calgary Foundation on their Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channel. All right, let's get into the Smoke, Wind, and Fire recap. As I mentioned earlier, and as we'll discuss coming up, the event was amazing and very well organized. So hats off to David Little and the whole organizing team. It was great to be there and take part in the competition, and with the COVID restrictions essentially all lifted here in Alberta, it was a little taste of normal that we haven't felt in a year and a half. Let me tell you, it was awesome. Let's talk some results, starting with Saturday's Backyard Competition. In the chicken category, in third place was Just Katie, second place Brown Dog Q, and in first place was Mando Barbecue. In the pork category, pork ribs category, Big Head Barbecue took third place, while Brown Dog Q and Mando Barbecue once again took second and first respectively. The overall results saw Just Katie take third place, while Brown Dog Q took second, and the backyard champ was Mando Barbecue. Congrats to all. Sunday was the turn-ins for the Master Series competition with 16 teams competing. Hog Parts School of Smokecraft and Brewery took third place in chicken, followed by Smooth Smoking out of Saskatchewan in second place. And yours truly and the Double Aces Backyard Barbecue Team with first place in chicken. That's right, friends. In my first ever KCBS competition, we took home first place in chicken. 
What a thrill. Absolutely amazing. Oh, uh, on to pork ribs where BK Barbecue was third, Motley Q in second, and Hog Parts took first place in ribs. The pork category saw the Hog Parts team in third position with another Saskatchewan team, Homestead Smoke Shack, in second, and Chris and the crew at Rocky Mountain Smokers in first place. In the final category of brisket, Philly Special Barbecue took third place with Rocky Mountain Smokers in second, and Smell-A-Q was the winner. Overall, Rocky Mountain Smokers took third place. Hog Parts School of Smokecraft and Brewery took home their first reserve Grand Champion title. And the Grand Champion, no stranger to the winner's circle, the team of Russell and Janice Smella and Smella Q. Now, without further delay, let's get into my conversation with Smella Q, including daughter Katie, who competed and won third place in Saturday's backyard competition. An amazing story there. We recorded this over two nights earlier this week as there were a few things we didn't get into the first night, so you might hear a little cut or something, but I'll do my best to edit it all nicely together. All right, everybody, uh, fresh off the Smoke, Wind, and Fire KCBS competition in Lethbridge, Alberta, I'm really excited to have the, uh, the smell of team here with me. We've got Janice, Russell, and Katie. Welcome, guys. How are we doing this evening? Great. Thank you for having us. Uh, no, I really appreciate it. Uh, get any rest last night? Feeling uh, feeling any better? Or? <laughs> we got lots of rest. You did? Everyone <laughs> slept really well. Yeah, well, I, I did too, just not enough. So I actually uh, curled up in my office at lunch today and had a little half-hour nap. So Competitions have their own energy. And yes. being at uh, 30, 35 degrees yeah, Celsius is, uh, uh, will sap your energy quick. That didn't help at all. No, but a good, uh, certainly a good time. Uh, real quick, and maybe I'll get each of you to answer this, uh, something I've started asking people. What does barbecue mean to you? Maybe we'll start with Katie there. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> well, I define, like, wait, are we saying, like, barbecue is the actual food or are we talking about competition whatever you like just the the, the say, idea of barbecue i would say like competitions is basically the uh, community with lots of friends mm. and me awesome <laughs> <laughs> go ahead janice barbecue is uh very much the same for me it's barbecue's really our lifestyle these mm, days yeah. in that it's uh it's friends and family and being able to share food yeah russell anything uh, anything to add to that i think it's just i prefer just the food like it's <laughs> something you can indulge in yeah and then it's also that like after this weekend was the first time we cooked all four meats and ate all four meats and it was like for being off the trail for so long and right. not cooking, it's so rewarding to bite into competition meat again, yep. even though it's your own. Yep. But just to like brought back so much memories and excitement. Mm. So yeah, it's that's been, what it uh, means. Yeah, the last uh, couple of years, it's been a long stretch with not a not a lot uh, on the competition scene for every, anybody out there over the last little while. So great, mm-hmm. uh, great to get back at it. So. Uh, Janice, you, you've been on before a couple of years ago, we, uh, with Kenny talking about the American Royal, but kind of just remind folks how, uh, as a team, you kind of got into barbecue where the bug uh, came from. Sure. Uh, we got into barbecue, uh, through enjoying barbecue in Texas. We had a food tour of our own, mm-hmm. um, 
really loved it. Got to tour some really great barbecue joints in Texas and then uh, realized we couldn't replicate or we couldn't purchase that at home. So in order to have that same enjoyment, we bought a pit out of Houston, Texas. Right had it shipped to us in the dead of Canadian winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, really we entered barbecue competitions to learn how to use that pit. Yep. Not necessarily the most conventional way to mm. learn how to use it, but um, we're hooked and now yep. we cook our own. Yep. Awesome. That's great. And that was the, uh, the pit maker, right? That you started with. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. We have a pit maker vault. Awesome. It's fantastic. Yep. And Katie, uh, you're 11, right? Yeah. Um, I'm turning 12 in like a week. Awesome. Well, early happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Being around the competitions and kind of getting into the the whole barbecue thing, I know you kind of lend a hand and you competed this weekend. uh, How's that been for you, kind of getting into it? Mm, Well, I'd say it, I'd say it's kind of like, home away from home Mm -hmm. so it always feels like normal once you get into it and it's nice to see everyone yeah yeah i don't think there weren't any other kids there this weekend really that i guess that you would have known before eh? Mm -hmm. the great thing is that like katie and colin are barbecue kids so any contest we arrive at, they're instant friends with any other children in the vicinity. Yep. Barbecue or not, it's a, it's a really nice group of people, I yeah. would say. Not just our own, but, um, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of old-fashioned values. People just, like, get together, and the kids do as well. Yeah. No, I noticed uh, yesterday you guys were running around with, I think that was, a, was that Devin and Brian's kids? Yeah, that's yeah, right. So it doesn't take long to make friends, I guess, eh? which is awesome, so. Um, guys, where did your kind of cooking and food inspiration? Cause obviously, uh, Janice, I see all the stuff you do online and everything. So it's, it's more than just barbecue for you. There seems to really be a, an appreciation for cooking and food. Where did, uh, where did that come from for you? I really like to eat. Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> I'm not yeah. shy. <laughs> yeah. I really like to eat. Like nobody ever says, well, I really like to eat boring yeah. food that has no flavor. Yeah. Um, and so, if anything, I would say that before COVID, I was a four-meat cook. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just starting to branch out into other categories, yeah. just starting to push myself. But COVID really gave me a chance just to think outside the box. Um, Kent Hansen and I do uh, the Supper Challenge yep. weekly online. And it just became this opportunity to learn more about, like, either cooking techniques or new foods that we had tried. And so mm-hmm. um, there was lots of time on our hands. So yeah. it was just an opportunity to really um, take it to the next level. And like, it was a curiosity more than a challenge. Yeah. No, that, and I, I've haven't been participating as much lately, but earlier on last year, I uh, really enjoyed those weekly things. Just uh, something gives you something to look forward to and everything. So it was a great, uh, great that you guys did that and you're keeping it going. So that's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. And Russell, maybe talk about as a team, the, how do you divide the, the tasks? Is it just everybody does, or have you, have you kind of got in into a groove where you each have your own things that you're doing at a competition? 
Oh, we definitely have our own things now. Yeah. Um, Janice has really taken the lead on things, mm-hmm. which I think is easier. She's the the stable one than <laughs> one that doesn't second guess herself. So, right. so this we're figuring out either year seven or year eight, depending on how you determine twenty twenty COVID or not. Right. Um, so yeah, so in the early days when we both didn't know what we we're doing, yeah. I would be firemaster, run the pit all night. Mm-hmm. Janice would be seasoner and final taste tester. Yep. And um, so then I felt like it was way more involvement where I would do the one, one o'clock in the morning shift mm-hmm. till five, take a nap, and then she would continue from there. But yep. since we moved hot to fast, yeah, or both, hot and fast, yeah, you both get to sleep. Only a little bit easier. Yeah. yeah. So right now, she does all the seasonings and then starts the pit, runs everything, and then we still determine the tenderness pull together. So when we're like testing and probing, mm-hmm. then we agree on, okay, pull the meat now. Yep. So we're definitely on the same track. And I think that's really good that you have that confirmation mm-hmm. of another person that, okay, now's the time because everyone knows it's a tenderness contest first. Yeah. Yep. And then, um, and then I still get to prep the brisket. So I'm the brisket uh, cutter, slicer, okay. and burnt ends is kind of my go-to, and the rest of it's more or less up to her. So. Right on. Yeah. You know, I would say, but like, like in the tent when it's time to box, I actually put it in the box, but Russell does most of the prep work, so we kind of share the duties. We uh, collaborate sometimes yeah. aggressively, <laughs> passionately <laughs> yeah. about what we think should go into the box. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then I actually like, I probably make the final call and because I'm the one that actually physically puts it in the box. Right. But it even comes down to the width of the brisket slice. Sure. Yeah. Like, like for that tenderness, that what 16th of an inch, yep, you're sense. determining like, what does this brisket need? Does it need yeah. a little bit thinner or a little bit, like, thicker? Yeah. So you try to make that brisket, fake it till it make it, yeah. like, to the very last second. Yeah, I think that's what makes the best teams the best teams is that last 30 seconds or five minutes in the tent. Mm-hmm. And it's just these small little details that you're picking up and doing. Yeah. And when you're bouncing taste between two people with good palates, mm-hmm. it really does help yep and katie do you and your brother kind of get involved at all at that point or you try to stay out of the way um we try to stay out of the way (laughs) sometimes we'll walk the box because they are tired at that point yeah and most likely at the end um once everything's turned in we'll do dishes oh good that always helps yeah so, so having this is uh, my first KCBS competition this weekend, and having been the lucky guy that got to do the kale for the boxes, uh, who who gets that duty on uh, on Smellicue? Well, I do them. I typically do. I do the boxes on the car ride to okay. wherever it oh, is nice. that we're going. Okay. So that's a. It's one of the like. It's another thing of. Like we just get it done and out of the way. You're sitting in the car anyways. Yeah, that's not a bad so, idea. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we just get it out of the way done. Katie mm-hmm. did her own boxes, obviously, yes. for the uh, backyard competition. Yep. So she's fully trained now. Yes. I yeah. yeah. I might have to pass on some duties. Yeah. At least she could at least do half of them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not half the box, like half of the boxes, like multiple boxes, you know? Okay. <laughs> So, Jan, I, I do want to talk about the the weekend competition and uh, and everything, but uh, you are president currently of the Canadian Barbecue Society. Kind of put a little plug in there while, uh, while we've got you here. Yeah, thank you. Um, Canadian Barbecue Society is a group of very passionate barbecue enthusiasts mm-hmm. um, to start with. So we are uh, supporting... Backyard cooks or amateur cooks, um, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a gas grill or a pellet grill or um, if you're using uh, charcoal or even if you're using wood, we support it all. Um, And we also support competitive teams in terms of uh, tracking points. And uh, I think there's a real role for Canadian Barbecue Society just to help bring teams together. That's one of the most unique things I would say about uh, Canadian barbecue that is not bound to the same degree um, elsewhere. Barbecue people are great, um, but the close knit community and uh, the ability to bring everybody together for the good luck shot, I think is a real example of why um, Canadian barbecue is just um we're all so passionate because we're just so enthusiastic that way. Yeah. So is that just a Canadian thing, the good luck shot? Uh, the Americans have it too, okay. but I would say that uh, it's usually, you know, one team sponsoring it for their friends, uh, that it's not uh, as inclusive as it is in gotcha. Canada. Right. Not bringing everybody to one spot. And That's right. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's get into the weekend's, uh, Cook down in Lethbridge, another great weekend for you guys with the the Grand Champion. So congratulations on that. Uh, talk about your cook this weekend. Russell, maybe you can jump in there. You want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> well, the cook went actually more or less according to plan, but there's always stuff that you sort of forget or you get distracted for. Mm-hmm. So, um, but... It seems like such a blur. Yeah. Because it was like two days <laughs> too, ago. too soon, maybe. Yeah. 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 You like did you? Well, I was just going to say, did you find having not had much competition over the last year, year and a half, was there a bit of kind of getting back into oh, the groove sure. a little like, bit? Yeah. Looking at the schedule notes, like on a 15 minute basis yeah. of what is coming up, what are we forgetting, what are we not forgetting? Mm-hmm. And you always forget some little things, but yeah. nothing too big. And then in Lethbridge, I was worried about if the wind would be a big issue or not. Mm-hmm. And then it typically, for the most part, it wasn't like it yeah. picked up a little bit at the very end, mm-hmm. but we're fortunate for that because yeah. we did one contest in Regina before that a couple hours before the cook started, I was like ran, running over to Home Depot to buy fake tarps to make tent walls right. just to shelter us because yeah. it was nothing but uh howling windstorm yep. so those kind of like last minute adjustments that you're trying to do or position your trailer so you have a wind block yep so i positioned that on purposely to from the west wind is 
That's why I asked the organizer, where does this wind come from? Yep, yep. They were like, right there. So the, our site was supposed to be a rectangle, but we turned it into a, a square just so that trailer was used for a wind block. Right. So that's Perfect. parked part a little bit uh, Hawkeye, but that's all right. Yeah, so. make it work, right? Yeah. So um, as I said, grand champion, six in ribs, fourth in pork, first in brisket. Uh, so I have to ask what happened in chicken. Well, in truth, we more or less redesigned our whole cook okay. uh, over COVID. I'm not yeah. sure exactly how that happened, but it did. Um, last year we cooked barbecue on the bow mm-hmm. and uh, I apologized to the judges that had to taste <laughs> our chicken because they basically ate a salt block. And so since then, I had been reformatting and changing our chicken program to something palatable. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we got there, yeah. but um, I don't know. The chicken was, I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, like, I think that's the great part. This contest ended up being um, a four table contest. And that's really because the reps take into account the fact that even though there's not 24 teams, mm-hmm. Um, in order to keep it as fair as possible, it's really nice when your meat is going to four separate tables because that means that everybody is judged by one mm. table only once. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, we don't play too much into like the judges shoulda, woulda, coulda, or our meat shoulda, woulda, coulda. Mm. It's just that like the one meat that makes it to that one table, you know, if it stands out, it stands out. And if yep. it doesn't, then that's okay too. Yep. Awesome. And then, uh, Katie, on Saturday, you competed in the backyard. You've done some kids' cube before, correct? Yeah. In the past, yeah. Multiple. Yeah, a bunch of them. Uh, no kids' cube this uh, this weekend, but there was a backyard competition that you entered, and uh, talk about that. Um, I think it was a great experience. It was very fun to see how, like, what my parents feel like when they're doing a real competition. Mm-hmm. Yep. I only got to do half the work, which is nice. Yep. And what, what meets did you, uh, did you do for the kid for the backyard? Sorry. Uh, we just got to do a chicken and ribs. Um, I put it in for chicken thighs cause I thought that would be the most relatable to actual competition. Right. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, how, how did you end up doing with the, uh, in the backyard competition? I think I did really well. Yep. I, overall, I got third, which felt really nice. Uh, yep. um, third in chicken and fifth in ribs. Yeah, well, that's awesome. That was uh, exciting to be there to watch the awards and see that for you. And uh, couldn't. Uh, it was kind of neat to see all these teams of multiple adults and then the, uh, the, the single 11-year-old kid uh, beating a lot of them. So that was pretty awesome to see. So congratulations on that, uh, Katie. That's awesome to see. Yeah, thank you. You betcha. Um, you guys, I would... Oh, go ahead. One question you need to ask her is how did she prep for the competition? Yeah, yeah. Well, what, did you do a lot of prep work ahead of time? Much. Um, every, like, when we were... When I was prepping my um, like chicken and ribs for my practice rounds, I was also um, prepping my actual competition work. Mm-hmm. It was funny because like so, most of my friends um, 
who doesn't really know barbecue, they would expect me to be watching TV in my room. But really, I am cooking chicken in the (laughs) kitchen. I'm prepping chicken in the kitchen with my mom. Well, awesome. Awesome. So a future future KCBS uh, champ, I think, coming up there. So. I think I just inherited someone else to add to the crew. Yep. <laughs> New full team member. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Again, congratulations, Katie. That was awesome to see that. So, um, you guys, I would say, at least up here and where, where we are in uh, Alberta, certainly one of the more well-traveled teams. You uh, more A lot more than others, you get away out of our region here and do competitions. So, uh, your impressions on the event there in Lethbridge uh, from a first timers, I thought it was well organized and well put on. But uh, what was your uh, impressions of it? I think it was super well organized. I think to commend them to even start to ha- like think of having a competition in 2021, mm-hmm. like brand new competition, we're all stuck at home with COVID. Yeah, like any organizer, I think is taking a lot of risks to try to bring something together. Um, fortunately, Alberta opened up right on July 1st, yeah. a week before this, yeah. um, and we were good to go. But um, I'd say, like, they really did knock it out of the park. They had reliable power. Mm-hmm. They had a great facility. They had um, everything that cooks need or want. Awesome trophies. Like, yeah. they had a cattle brand yeah. made just for them for trophies. So. Yeah. Whenever a contest doesn't have bowling trophies, it's <laughs> kudos to them that they're thinking outside the box. Yeah, nice, a little something nice to have a little something different to display, uh, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. From my, from what I saw, they certainly seem to, as you said, those all those little things that uh, uh, to take care of the teams and take care of the cooks, right? So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was really special. I have to say, and I didn't realize it at the time, but. Um, when Katie was doing her cook, we wanted to give her space. Mm-hmm. So we basically left her to her own devices yep. and uh, really gave her the the time and um, to do it on her own. So I say that I took like a six hour walk, <laughs> um, which was great. It was a really nice time to socialize. But mm-hmm. what was really neat was that all of the amateur teams had, this was their first time that they had ever competed. Yeah. Um, and what a great opportunity for them to meet some experienced cooks, mm-hmm. to make those relationships, to see what the barbecue community is like, and to get a flavor of what competitive barbecue. Like, mm-hmm. I think this was the first time that you were in competition shoes. Yep. yep. Um, you know, did you notice any hiccups or things that you thought, oh, they should have done better or different? I, I really didn't. Again, I not having experience of how others are done other than working with barbecue on the bow. But, uh, no, I thought it was great, uh, you know, making sure the washroom, I guess the first night, Friday night, the washrooms got locked up by hair, but that was, sounds like it was uh, corrected. And uh, coffee for uh, all through the night for the teams and everything, just those little things that uh, I think that's smart for them because if the cooks have a great experience, they're going to talk about it, they're going to come back, and it's just going to help the event grow going forward uh, next year and beyond, right? So. Yeah, and they had like ice deliveries yes, for yeah. plus thirty five. They yeah. had water and yep. tons of cleanup crew for the yeah. garbage and yep. like all those little things that mm. usually you forget to last minute. Yeah, is uh, 
very appreciative. Yeah. So, and I know they let some teams stay even last night or the yeah. night after the competition, so they could leave fresh in the morning. So, yeah, all the those guys, little uh, things we had out. Yeah, the team Smooth Smoke, they were next door to us uh, out of Saskatchewan. They they stayed out last night and were driving back today. So, nice, yeah. nice yeah. to be able to do that. And yeah, no, I from my impression as a first timer, it uh, seemed to be very well run. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. I sure hope they like do it again next year, and yeah. it'll be bigger and better. So. Yeah, I was talking to Darcy from Alberta Pork on Saturday night at the potluck, and he was talking that they've they've got plans for that event to make it uh, hopefully make it a real big thing. And once the borders open, it's close enough for the uh, folks in Montana to come up and everything like that. So it'll be. Uh, I think they've got potential there. So mm-hmm. and lots of room. So. Yeah, big parking lot. Yep. So, Janice, you kind of touched on your your six-hour walk. Uh, And then uh, even Saturday night, you were kind of out walking around and visiting. Um, As kind of a veteran on the competition scene, I think it's awesome. And I just want to say a thank you for, as a first-timer, the way you are supportive of the other teams. And I think that that's just a barbecue thing. But uh, you you certainly exemplify that. So I just want to take the opportunity to say thank you. And uh, I know uh, Andrew, the the captain on my team, he uh, relies on you a lot. Uh, so it's awesome yeah. that you do that. So thank you for that. So it's my pleasure. And I, you know, in all honesty, I would say that everyone um, on the barbecue circuit. Um, mm-hmm. is that welcoming and that supportive. Yes. Um, that's been shown to me and, you know, I'd love, and I, I hope that I am passing it on in yes. the same way. And that, uh, that's, that's what community really is. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like, uh, Rob Reinhardt t- drove down from Calgary yesterday afternoon, uh, working at Stampede and took, uh, took a few hours away from that to come and say hi to everybody. So that's just yeah. a- another example of it. So exactly. Yeah. Any, any uh, any phone calls from Andrew last night or how's he doing? <laughs> um, I think he's, he's a little bit dismayed, yeah. but I think, you know, like that's, that's the good thing about barbecue is that it's not, um, people think that competition barbecue is like a, almost like a rivalry um, mm-hmm. type, but I really think that um, I liken it to golf in that, you know, there's always a winner, but you're really trying to improve upon yourself. Yep. Um, so the chicken is a good example. Mm-hmm. I was not happy with our chicken last year. I still don't really understand what was wrong with it because we've cooked it before. Yeah. But um, the the fact that we put out, you know, a, a chicken that I was happy with and we won our table, you know, mm-hmm. to me, that was a win. It, yeah. it came seventh place. I think, but you know, like what I focused on is how I did amongst the table. And I focused on, you know, did it taste good? Yeah. So, um, I think that's the way to look at barbecue is like, and I think that's also why it's really easy to cheer for people. Mm-hmm. Um, Bob parts, um, got their first, uh, reserve grand champion. Yeah, that's it's awesome. a huge success. It's yeah. the best that they've ever done. Yeah. And, I don't doubt that their food has improved through mm-hmm. the years. And so yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. I was teasing them on Facebook today about uh, almost missing the brisket turn in, but uh, <laughs> cut her, they, they cut her close there. So yeah, good thing they made it in. 
So we were uh, we're kind of back with Smell a or a round two here. Uh, Russell, Katie, and Janice are back with me and wanting to talk a little bit about more about the kids' queue process. Uh, uh, so I guess we can get into that. Uh, Katie, your team name was just Katie. Uh, where did that come from? What uh, what was your thought behind that? Obviously, the Katie part is is pretty clear, but um, that came from you know sending my parents out in the wild while I could have um, peace while I cooked. So, like, it's totally, like, to show that I was very independent Mm -hmm. during that time. That it was just just you cooking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Awesome. That's great. And you you talked a little bit about last night when we were chatting about about the practice and stuff, but talk a little bit about your preparation for getting the – the chicken and the ribs ready for the for the competition. Um, yeah. So it was a three-week process. Three weeks, wow. Week one, um, it was kind of funny because we just were driving back from camping. Mm-hmm. So then, and that's when we heard, oh, wow, okay, I'm competing. I want to do this. Go to Costco, get rack of ribs. Actually, we got all the ribs. And then that day, I cooked ribs for the first time, okay. which was kind of neat. And then set week two, we did the same thing with chicken. Um, and those two weeks, we reviewed, I reviewed my schedule mm-hmm. um, and making sure all of the spices that I've organized and like sauces that I was confident about were delicious, mm-hmm. I guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, then the third week was like an actual competition week, we, in our driveway, we set it up the trailer um, and then all of the drum smokers. And then I cooked both meats to get um, comfortable with Mm -hmm. cooking two meats at a time. Right. So you, yeah, you had the whole setup ready to go. So did you find that doing that, uh, having the whole setup previously when it came time to competition day, did that help you kind of feel more comfortable with Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of felt like it felt like um, you know you're just doing it another time. Except mm-hmm. this time's more a little more stressful as this is the actual day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And as a parent, for her to know exactly where everything was was very reassuring. So that she knew that she wouldn't be burning herself or be safe because we told her when we registered her as a team like you're 100 percent doing this yourself yeah like if you're not going to be comfortable then you're going to not be able to do it so and she's like i'm up for the challenge and she really uh proved to herself that she could do it so sorry cat here uh <laughs> <laughs> the joys of doing this from the basement here yeah. uh yeah and i guess uh i was just going to say you know Cooking at home, just on a grill, uh, not with all the everything set up is one thing, but practicing with the whole setup the way you're going to have it at competition, that's certainly uh, a smart idea, and I'm sure that helped a lot. So, And uh, while you were cooking on Saturday, what uh, what did your parents do? On Saturday? Well, have you ever heard of a six-hour walk that every normal person, <laughs> human, does? Well, that's what they were doing. Yep, sent, uh, so it was really nice how I could just, like, again, cook in peace. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
it made it very independent. And even um, my dad here took Colin out to the water park. So really, oh, okay. I had no yeah. one there. I was gonna, I was gonna ask where your brother was on Saturday. So yeah, I took him to the water park, and right at turn-ins were at five and five thirty. Yep. At four forty-five. I was freaking out. I'm like, did I turn the propane on so she could use the uh, use the uh, to heat her sauces? Ah, uh, right. right. So I had my own freak out moment, but I left my phone <laughs> in the trailer because I wasn't taking to the water park. Sure. I'm like, yeah. she'll be fine, or else there's other teams she can go ask. And mm-hmm. yeah, so worries aside, but yep. right at turn-ins, I'm like, I hope it sure went in. So. <laughs> Uh, even though you, you trust, but you don't, uh, you always worry a little bit, right? As a parent, so exactly, yeah. yeah. And how did uh, we talked last night that you were the, kind of the only kid in the backyard competition? How did it feel competing against adults? Was there any kind of intimidation for you, or how did that? Uh, how did that feel? I'd say there wasn't a lot of intimidation, as I'm usually at a normal competition. Me and my mm. brothers running around, yeah. around adults. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, well, I guess I was a little intimidated because they are adults. Mm. So, and they probably have, like, they definitely will have a different backstory as me. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. So they're probably most really prepared as they decided that um, probably like a month before. Yeah. About three weeks. Yeah. But that is okay. Yeah. And that's awesome. Um so uh, highlights for you of the of the contest. What uh what would you say would the highlights be? Of course, cooking by myself. Yeah. Um, the fireworks. The fireworks was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say just in general, they um the people who made it happen made it very comfortable mm-hmm. that's good yeah they did a did a good job there so i think uh, the, the idea of the backyard competitions is to to pull people into the competition scene janice you could probably confirm that for me uh, being with the barbecue society um getting people involved right an easier uh, level of entry to get people involved uh, yeah so- i would agree Um, So one of the differences between a backyard or an amateur contest versus a pro or master series contest is that they um, typically only cook two meats Mm -hmm. um, or something that can be cooked within a day's time so that the teams don't have to stay overnight. Whereas a a pro contest would basically have the four meats of chicken, ribs, pork shoulder and brisket. But it's a great way for teams just to you know test their skill to get comfortable around cooking on a timeline Mm -hmm. and uh decide if they're ready for the next step and that's right that was really neat um all of the teams that competed this weekend were brand new had never entered a contest before that's awesome and i would say i spoke to virtually every team afterwards and er people were really pumped they Mm -hmm. want to do it again so that's great news for the community Mm -hmm. and just to have people out yeah, and uh, just getting people to be there and a part of that uh, of the community and seeing what it's all about, right? I think that uh, that alone would be a big draw to get people back into it. 
uh, seeing the, Absolutely. the yeah and a few teams were able to hang around and stay for the potluck yes. so i think they yeah. started to mingle and mm-hmm. be a little bit more comfortable because i think for canadian barbecue society in general like trying to make that barrier of entry or mm-hmm. people feel comfortable that this is a welcome community that anyone can come in and try yep. um, would be awesome to to promote and kind of keep barbecue growing. So, mm-hmm. so Katie, we've got a, a backyard competition that's going to be happening uh, here in Calgary in about a month. Uh, <laughs> there'll be an announcement coming out in the next week or so, but if somebody's listening here and uh, is kind of been thinking oh maybe uh maybe i should give it a try what what sort of advice would you give to somebody uh thinking about trying out a backyard competition for the first time well um thinking about it i would say go for it it's lots of fun you get to join a new hobby Mm -hmm. um yeah but um if you are actually like once you're in it my advice would be like Give yourself the mindset of the judge. If some, if you thought, oh, wow, I'm a judge. Mm-hmm. That looks kind of suspicious or weird or mm-hmm. ugly. Um, then, like, think about that and you can change it that, in that way. And be confident in yourself. That's awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. And speaking of confidence, uh, we talked about last night your your third place finish at the, at the backyard competition. Uh, question I didn't ask you last night was how did that feel when you, uh, heard your name called for the different, uh, the different categories. And then at the end. I'm definitely surprised, but I was also really happy and confident in what I put in. So I guess I was kind of, I, I thought I, I, I expected, um, like to get, pretty ahead but i was very surprised that i got in third place mm-hmm. but yeah i was shocked <laughs> <laughs> and you were a first time team yeah this was your first contest yep so when chicken was rolling around and they were going to call first place yeah did it feel like when you heard your uh your team's name i yelled i slammed my hands down on the table uh <laughs> And then some high fives and all the rest. It was, uh, yeah, just a complete rush. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You get butterflies and oh, the it whole was, It was wild, yeah. It was, because uh, I, I wasn't, uh, when we were doing our prep and everything, I really had nothing to do with the chicken. So I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I saw it, obviously. I was helping get the boxes ready. But aside from seeing how good it looked, I hadn't tasted it or anything, so. Um, I kind of, you know, again, being a first time competitor myself, had no idea how that, as good as it looked to me, how it would stack up. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. uh, kind of really no expectation, uh, obviously hoping to hear our name, but, uh, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty wild. So. So how did you organize yourself amongst the team? Like I know, um, Andrew has competed by himself before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, um, bravely did it solo yeah. <laughs> and uh, realized he needed some help. Yep. So how did you divvy it up amongst yourselves? Because there's the other two guys, um, uh, Chance and Chris, yep. also 
had not competed before. So how did that come about? Did you volunteer for roles or? We kind of talked a little bit, um, a little bit, not a whole lot of that. Uh, I did the, I got the kale, did the, the box prep, got that ready. Um, Chris and I were, Andrew had said that him and I would kind of do the run. I was, for whatever reason, final quality check on the boxes, making sure everything, uh, nothing was out of place or anything before we, we took them in. And that was mostly Andrew had said, okay, I want you to do this. I think as we progress as a team, if it, we'll kind of fall into mo- those roles a little more. But for this one, being a first time, uh, it was more just, you know, we volunteered for a few things here and there and other stuff. It was Andrew saying, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Uh, so That's uh, great. Yeah, it wasn't uh, organized, but not organized down to the last, uh, the last uh, you know, detail yet. Uh, I think that'll come as we, as we grow together as a team, right? So I'm sure you guys yeah. probably, as you've, if you've, as the two of you have started competing and with Katie helping out and Colin, um, you've probably kind of developed the routine as you've gone, right? Yeah, and it's definitely changed. Yeah. Like everyone has their their role now, and you you fit that those needs right. And mm-hmm. you, next thing is you're anticipating what the next person needs. Yeah, so you're trying to prep the next station. Like so, if it's rib wrap, then you know that's next. So then all that supplies are ready or mm-hmm. whatnot. You kind of know the schedule, so as you guys work as a team, then everything's going to be a little bit more fluid. Right. But I know that Andrew was overwhelmed because he tried doing a solo cook uh, last last year at barbecue. Yeah. Or meats. Like he had a box runner. Yeah. Which is great. But because that half hour is real quick. Yeah. So, and then did you run your own box, Katie, or you had a box runner? I had a box runner for chicken. Um, Todd really helped me out as I was preparing for um, ribs. Which was really handy. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I, kind of- we we saw him taking a box in and we wondered if maybe that was what he was doing. So Yeah. 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 That's Todd from Rocky Mountain Smokers, yes. so another team. Yeah. So it's it kinda tells you mm-hmm. um what the community's like in terms of um you know, like giving a helping hand. It, it's friendly competition. It's the friendliest competition you'll ever see, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. And, you know, Andrew told us the story, and I'm sure he won't mind me sharing uh, from at Barbecue on the Bow last year. Uh, Rob from Prairie Smoke sent his mom over on Sunday to help Andrew out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that uh, that just goes exactly with what you were just saying, Janice. The, uh, if people see you need a, hel- a, a bit of a help, they'll uh, they'll reach out and do lend a hand right so yeah in competition barbecue like to turn in the next meet in a half hour like to a normal person seems like a long time Mm -hmm. in the mode it's the fastest thing possible so if it's a three minute walk there three minute walk back and you lose six minutes of your half hour yep you uh need those back right absolutely so you can always walk the the last box is a team because yep. <laughs> there's nothing left except for cleanup yeah. and of course awards. But, um, uh, but the first couple is definitely, you can't, you can't give up that time or mm-hmm. leave something on the smoker when it's right at finishing time. Yeah. To run. Yeah. And I had uh, a couple of years back in Cremona, I had helped Rob, uh, Turner from big smoke. Mm, yeah. Uh, Cause he was there, he was doing the, doing it all alone. So I, uh, I was his runner that day. So. 
Yeah. Speaking of that, what do you think of um, your experience? Well, I guess from being a podcaster to being mm-hmm. uh, very different, um, but no, a lot. Just being a part of that community and. I've been around enough of the competitions here in Alberta, visiting with folks uh, as a podcaster. And I never, as much as I felt I was part of the barbecue community as a whole, not having competed, not being on that side of it, it, for me at least, and I don't know if anyone looked at me that way, but for me at least, I felt like I wasn't quite part of it because I hadn't done a competition. So that was part of it for me was wanting to have that experience. So then when I'm talking to folks about it, I can at least uh, talk with some knowledge of what, what's involved and everything. So that's certainly, uh, certainly part of it for me. And it was great to get that experience and uh, um, be there for the whole time as opposed to coming by for a few hours uh, to experience everything, the potluck and all the rest of it. So uh, I'm really glad I did it. No, you're definitely part of the community. If yeah. not, you're the, the leading it. So, yeah, well, thank you. Appreciate that, mm-hmm. uh, Katie. One other thing. Uh, now you've done a, a backyard competition or an amateur comp, and you mentioned last night when we were talking that you've done a number of kids' cues. Do you have a preference? Um. Well, preference in me, or uh, between a kids' cue or a backyard? Uh, yeah. Uh, my preference, I would say, right now is the backyard barbecues. Just as like I want to, you know, get my um, recipe down, right. Pat. So then, in case I do want to attempt, and I say attempt mm-hmm. to um, do a full competition, most likely with somebody else because that would be scary. Um, then like I have like somewhere to start. Yeah, but. Smell it. What? Um, kids Q. Mm-hmm. Um, kids Q. I would say is like some something. I would say is it's almost a little harder because you you have to experiment with so many different kinds of meat. Okay. You no. Know? Right. Yeah. Because it's not just always chicken and ribs, right? It's uh... yeah. Even though it's less meat, it's still like complicated how you have to start fresh every single time mm-hmm. and even though it doesn't sound like much of a challenge kind of is like i remember when i did i think it was tenderloin um that i had no clue what i was doing because i've never worked with it now do you find out at kids queue ahead of time what the meat is yes definitely so you don't find out that day that you're cooking Mm-hmm. A pork tenderloin. Yeah. Most, I think it's usually like a week after it, like the competition has been published. Okay. But yeah. I'll let you know. Katie is very astute. So whatever the kids queue is, we will be eating that at least five <laughs> times. To yeah. uh, it should be a challenge for supper challenge. There it's you just you think she's done in the past, but. Do you find you're able to, with the kids' queue, be a little bit more creative with what you do with the meat? Mm, yeah, much more. Yeah. Um, like, uh, I remember we did tacos, and I remember another team like made it, like put it in a pasta. Mm-hmm. 
So like people get really creative with it. My like main focus is just to make sure the meat is cooked yeah. and delicious. Yeah. So do you think from that side, would you have a preference of, I guess you could say the strictness of the turn-ins for a backyard comp where it's like a, like a pro or master series competition where you've got the turn-in box and the six portions and the garnish, uh, or the kids queue where you can do what you want with the meat. Uh, do you have a preference there? Well, kind of depends. Yeah. I don't really have a preference. Okay. Like both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One's a, uh, one's a little more structured, I guess. And the other one's uh, do what you want with it. Right. So. Yep. It's a good opportunity now. Cause yep. She can go on both sides. Yep. Well, it's we, great to see kids cook. And I don't think that's one of the thing comments that we get a lot as parents or um, people that know that we compete and, you know, I'll mention that our kids will cook the kids queue and people are really impressed. And I think um, kids can be really underestimated. I mean, we let them make their own hot dogs for camping. Mm-hmm. It's really not that far of a stretch yeah. to let them flip a hamburger as well. Yeah. And you flip a hamburger there's no difference from doing that to like flipping a a steak so you know it's it's really great to see the kids um take on those roles they see adults do it and so um you can take learning steps to help your kids you know grow in that way and it's Mm -hmm. i always think that cooking is a life skill so absolutely at the end of the day yeah we really obviously encourage our kids to cook but probably started out of uh, the fact that we have what we call fend for yourself days. Yes. Yep. Where uh, usually when we were packing or unpacking the trailer, Mm -hmm. that was the day when I would neglect, you know, (laughs) cooking lunch and the kids would be asking if they were eating anything for, for the day at three o'clock in the afternoon. Figure it out. Yeah. Well, for barbecue on the bow, I guess the kids queue is actually part of the, uh, the Didsbury Lions competition on the Saturday, but we do uh, have an exciting meat sponsor, so keep your eyes open for that. That's uh, going to be something a little different that I don't think we'll uh, you'll have seen before. So that's fun. Something something fun something fun in the works there. So I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now a, a question for you, and uh, just because I've never been at a competition that has had both a kids' queue and a backyard. Would the timing work that potentially, Katie, you could do both? If if a competition had both? I don't know how the how the timing for the two usually works. Um I never heard of that. But <laughs> I would say maybe after one more backyard then yeah. I might attempt that if that's yeah. an actual thing. Yeah. I don't know. I yet. think yeah. I don't know. I think there's probably a good chance because I think like with the judges, they will have to, they won't uh, do turn-ins at the same time. Yeah. So at the very least, they have to be half hour spaced apart. Mm-hmm. So it's possible. Potentially double, double end it. Yeah. 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 But I think like, I would love to see more uh, backyard contests mm-hmm. um, or, you know, like they don't have to be chicken and ribs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great thing about, you know, backyard contests, you can run them sanctioned or unsanctioned, but at the end of the day, 
um, the enthusiasm that I saw across the teams Mm -hmm. and the excitement and the fact that um, there was actually, there was several new teams that cooked the uh, Master Series event um, without doing a backyard to begin with. So it's great to see new faces and um, I'd like to see that part of barbecue grow because that's really the exciting part of um you know like there's nothing better than when you hear you know a a rookie team Mm -hmm. get a call it's it it's the same thing for your chicken call it was super exciting um to see like the growth of a team and um i don't know if that's what you know what was the most memorable part of your experience If I had to pick just a single moment, probably that when they called our name, but honestly, just the whole two days being there, uh, with the guys, we had a lot of fun and just being a part of that whole event with everybody, uh, the socializing, uh, you talked about the potluck and how cool that was for all these teams, uh, to come together and enjoy each other's company and share some food and all the rest of it. And just the wandering around to different sites you were doing it. We were all doing it right. When you had some downtime, you, uh, you go and wander and visit with, uh, meet new people or visit with people, you know, already. So just the whole thing I would say was, was awesome for me. But if I had to pick a, a single specific moment, uh, that hearing our name get called, that was, uh, yeah, because we were all pretty tired there, and before that, we were saying uh, how long the uh, how long and difficult the drive home was going to be, and when we got back, oh, maybe it won't be so bad now, you know. <laughs> yeah. As mentioned, barbecuers, what we call that is they're hooked now. Yeah, well, and I've oh, I've joked you- about it on here before that I, I think the uh, and I, I'm joking, of course, but that the judges must have a way of knowing who the rookies are because they you know give them that call to set the hook and uh, reel them in, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not the first one no. to have that feeling. And <laughs> yeah. don't worry, it comes back every time you hear a name, no matter how you hear your name. Yeah, so absolutely. a call is a call and yeah. the excitement there and the cheers are there. And yeah. No, it was pretty, yeah. uh, it was pretty cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, a thrill for sure. So yeah. anything else uh, you mentioned? Any other questions you had for me? Uh, I was wondering, like, so now you've had your first experience Mm -hmm. and you're talking about the next one. So what's going to be some of the things that you think amongst your team you'll change or what's something that you walked away from and thought, oh, we could do better? I think, and uh, we've already been emailing and we're going to sit and get together at some point in the next few weeks. Um, And you touched on it just more evenly dividing out the work. Um, and again, that's just something that's going to happen as we, as we come together as a team, I think. And all of us, Andrew has had his schedule, his timeline, right? Um, all of us getting used to what that is and getting to know it. So it's not us asking Andrew, okay, what, where are we at? What needs to happen next? It'll just, we'll just know where we're at and whoever's job that is can just go and do it. Right. So, yeah, it's the anticipating so that you can be prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that part probably takes the longest. In many ways, it's probably a lot more civil on your team site. <laughs> I know 
when Russell and I first started competing, we would argue about everything. Mm -hmm. And I think in some ways, like it's what works for us, you know, I think, um, however you, uh, learn to figure out, you know, what your strong parts are or Mm -hmm. like what it is that you, you do want to make better. Mm -hmm. Um, it all comes from good intentions, but, um, those are the conversations that like really propel that growth. So it'll be really exciting to watch. I can't wait. Yeah. And I've got some idea. I'd like to, you know, Andrew had the timeline just on a piece of paper hung up in the trailer. And for me, I'd rather see, see it something bigger that it's more, a little more visible at, you know, on a whiteboard on the side of the trailer or something. So we can, uh, easier to see and refer, refer to as we need some, some little ideas like that, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll figure it out as we go. So, and fatigue, yeah. like more people that can keep you on track. Yes, exactly. Things happen when you're just fatigued and it's been a long, it's a long trek. It's a long trek just to get to the contest, not to alone make it all the way to Sunday afternoon. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was definitely by the time we, uh, after we cleaned up and uh, got done just as the rain was starting, then we got inside and sat down. It was uh, ready to nap all of a sudden. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, about the backyard and I, the you t- we were talking about the backyard competitions it seems like out east quebec seems to have a, a ton of them do you, do you know why we we don't have more of them out here is it just not people promoting them or what uh, what do you think um you know i think for good, for what it's worth i think that like the master series or the pro mm-hmm. contests have such a good stronghold um in western canada that um, people that want to put on events automatically think, oh, you want to put together a Master Series event. Um, CBBQS actually has a really great organizer guide, mm-hmm. which helps uh, a potential organizer really determine what kind of contest they want to have. Because yeah. um, I do think that in some ways for Master Series contests, you know, everyone says, oh, I'll, I'll judge, mm-hmm. not realizing that you actually have to be accredited for a Master Series. Yep. But that doesn't have to be true for an amateur contest if it, or an unsanctioned event. Mm-hmm. So um, I think everything's available. I think we're starting to see more amateur contests come about. And I would say that... Um, with more publicity, like Lethbridge did a fantastic job advertising their event um, that, you know, people will become more interested. And when communities see that, you know, it kind of spreads the word. And the great thing is that every contest is so different. Um, Barbecue on the Bow has always had a jazz festival and Mm -hmm. food truck, Porkapalooza, um, you know, it's, it's changed from um, locations and events, but um, has also had live music and uh, has demonstrations and has brought in celebrities like DivaQ. Mm-hmm. So opportunities like that are really um, make them unique and mm-hmm. make them fun. You know, uh, in Chilliwack, BC, uh, it's on a chicken farm and the highlight for the kids, like it's not the chicken farm event. It's the climbing wall event because ah, yes. they bring in a climbing wall for the kids. Yep. So you know, it's what makes them different and fun. And mm. uh, so hopefully the amateurs get a, a taste of that and yeah. hopefully we'll see more growth in that way. Yeah. Well, I'll put a plug in here. Um, Saturday, August 21st, uh, in conjunction with Calgary Harley Davidson, 
uh, Barbecue on the Bow is hosting an amateur barbecue comp- competition at at Calgary Harley Davidson. So, sorry, the cat is just uh, <laughs> uh, watch. Uh, registration forms are going to be out in the next week or so for that. So I'll put a little plug in if you're listening. Uh, watch for that if you're in the Calgary area. You know, Katie's uh, <laughs> giving mom the luck there. So. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like so. You know, I'm, I'm also going to put it out there that if there's someone thinking about competing and saying, you know what, I might not have a barbecue mm-hmm. um, or I might not have a second one and they need something, please reach out, access the contact page through um, admin at cbbqs.ca mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll connect you. The yeah. community honestly is so great. Absolutely. Um, I offered somebody our fire extinguisher for this contest, yep. <laughs> not indicating that they were going to have a fire, but yep. like, you know, in terms of getting things needed, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that amateur contests or amateur cooks don't always have is they don't have enough equipment to do a pro contest. Right. Um, and from my own experience, I can tell you, I have borrowed equipment mm-hmm. from yeah. other people. And if you keep an open mind um, at the end of the day, there's someone available to help and we've loaned out um some of our own equipment to to enable others to cook so reach out um don't be shy yeah awesome awesome yeah so hopefully we can you know use that to help grow and get more amateur competitions going they had reached out to us initially they wanted to do a full sanctioned event and we when we got talking they just the space isn't there for it uh but we kind of came to decide on this so i'm looking forward to getting that going so Saturday, August 21st. So, And there is a need for the backyards, right? Mm-hmm. So, and the other thing is there is a little bit of, there can be competition fatigue for the pro series. Mm-hmm. Like you can only go so many weekends before it's, it's too much. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You so see, it's great uh, that, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, it's great that they're like stepping up to have an amateur event and just, get more people involved in competition barbecue at all levels. Yeah. You look, you see these guys down, uh, down South that are doing it every weekend for weeks on end, it seems. And it's, uh, it's crazy. So yeah, yeah. probably fun too, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. well, we know some of them who do so many and yeah. it's just a job. like yeah. it turns into just a job, which the thrill I think is, is lost to some degree. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're competing at that level and that many, mm-hmm. it uh, yeah turns from a hobby to a job. Yeah, so. yeah, it just becomes just about winning and uh, collecting the check to you know pay for next weekend. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep the sponsors happy and all the rest of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I guess and you know what yeah. I just want to say: the sponsors for this event were awesome. Mm-hmm. PV Mart and Drumbo. Yeah. Um, with their new drum, I think made the event even more successful. It was so great that Drumble gave away um, a smoker for the amateur and the pro series. Mm-hmm. You know, it just it tells you that there's definitely growth opportunities. Yeah. But also that um, you know it it really gives another reason or um, another. Uh, draw for people to want to compete and we couldn't like the competitors and the organizers really can't do it without having the community support Mm -hmm. and so 
it was great to have like a farmer's market in the vicinity on the Saturday, but um, just in general, like you can see that uh, the Lethbridge competition was really well supported. And um, we certainly appreciate uh, the support of PB Mart and Drumbo through the event as well. I want to ask like, well, you noticed that at the uh, awards, like I had a whole group of families. My parents grew up in Lethbridge. Mm -hmm. So that was my aunt and uncle and some of their friends and whatnot. So, um, so it's great that they could eat our barbecue because that's the last thing we want to do is eat <laughs> pork ribs and yeah. everything else. So they're like, everyone's so well-dressed and you guys don't look the part. <laughs> and I said, that's because last time we were dressed up, every time we're dressed up, we don't do well. Oh, okay. Now we just look like slubs mm-hmm. and go to awards and it works out better that way. So a little, little bit of superstition going there. Yeah, yeah. So the the nice shirts that we got made a few years ago yeah. have stayed in the closet <laughs> quite a while now. Yep. So there is a uh, U.S. team that I admire so much. It's Airhead Smokers. He's a single guy who cooks on his own or maybe with one partner. Yep. His superstition has gone so far, he packs up right after turn-ins, and he'll find out if you've won GC on the drive back. Oh, wow. He does not stay for anything. Yeah. There's no logos on him. Like just. it's back to the thing. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, just super understated guy. I think his best accolades is he RGC'd the Jack Daniels. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good yeah, thing. Yeah. Feather in your cap, right? right okay. But unless you know, he's very friendly. But there's mm-hmm. no banners. There's no sponsors. Yeah. So I'm like. Other than our little trailer, I think that's well known. Mm-hmm. That, uh, <laughs> that'll be our trademark for the intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your site isn't, uh, as you said, un- it's understated. As you said, uh, you keep it pretty, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty minimal. Get down to just what you need, right? Yeah. Uh, table, a couple of smokers, and an easy up. Yeah. So like, it can happen with that. Yeah, and I love the uh, the airstream is awesome though. That's. Uh, did you have that pre barbecue or is that? Uh, no, no, we, uh, that was, so our backstory was, so the very first competition we did, like Janice said, uh, the other day was Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Edmonton was supposed to be a warm up for Calgary. Okay. So if we want to even go further back, I worked at a turbine place, uh, TransCanada Turbines yeah. in Calgary. Yep. And they were run with some Texans came up from Houston. Mm-hmm. My uh, boss, Lloyd Greer, brought up his stick burner trailer mount fifth wheel Okay, back in 2001, 2003, like straight out of, straight out of uh, college. Yeah. So somewhere in that ballpark. So, and I liked, we did one like company barbecue. So I helped, I was on the same sales team. Mm-hmm. So I helped him cook chicken and it was like the best food that I ever ate. Right. And then they were competing at barbecue on the bow back that many years. Okay. And uh, so I think one year we came down and visited or whatnot. We never really got the bug or the itch for it. Mm-hmm. And then we did the Texas tour. Right. And then, I, well, Lloyd was able to, uh, to like compete. So I'm like, let's at least do like barbecue on the bow in September. And then that June was inaugural, um, Edmonton's Parkapalooza. Right. Okay. So then we end up doing 
Parkapalooza was supposed to be a trial run, so we didn't mess up too bad in Edmonton. Right. Or in yeah. But it was funny because I don't remember the reps, but the reps in Edmonton were like, first place or first time teams, put your hands up. Half the field put their hand up. And there was <laughs> 40, no, 30, do you remember? 30, 35 teams. It was no. huge. 35 yeah. teams. And there was only, yeah, maybe 15 teams that have done it before. Like wow. it was sort of the start of the explosion of mm-hmm. all these people coming in. And yep. the rep said, we have never seen that many new teams at a contest ever wow yeah like in the u.s it'd be one or two same as now like mm-hmm. one or two but like literally half the field right that's crazy and i remember like rob reinhardt wanted and house IQ was rgc and then we were taking a photo with somebody and brian ended up like photobombing us because mm-hmm. diva was there and we took Rob's class. We're like, oh, we want a photo. And yeah. Brian came in the background and photo bombed. And like, those are the little miss, like, like you feel part of a community, yeah. like instantly, right? When mm-hmm. somebody photo bombs you, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and then we end up, so on that very first year, then we end up going to Calgary. And then Brian's like, oh, next weekend, come out to Chilliwack for Barn Burger. Uh-huh. Or Langley's Langley barbecue under the bypass. Yeah. But he invited us and we went. So we did three competitions in our first year. Yep. Because it looked fun. It yep. looked fun. Yeah. And we like we were hooked. Yeah. Same way we got we got a call um in our first contest and uh and we really were welcomed mm-hmm. by the community and uh and then we were invited to go out to Langley, BC. Yeah. yeah. So we left. We stayed with my parents because was, Katie was a whopping four years old and Colin was two. And then the next year we did some more contests, I believe, ourselves. Yeah. I'm getting back to the trailer. Yeah. So it's a long way, but I'm getting back to the trailer. So we did a couple more contests, uh, just like husband and wife ditched the kids for the weekend, which was kind of nice as newly parents. Sure, like you. yeah. No, I gotcha. Like, our Saturday night uh, potluck was then, was ditch the contest and go to a nice restaurant <laughs> and we had date night. Yeah. So, like, the first couple contests, Saturday night was date night. Perfect. And then we would go and Start do the contest. But yep. Jenna said, if we're going to seriously take barbecue, we have to make it family friendly. Mm-hmm. So... We have to have something. And back then they had restrictions of like 20 by 20 areas only, like, especially because it was barbecue on the bow was down at Eau Claire. Right. Yeah. And you got two spots, like yeah. literally 20 by 20. And then I saw this trailer online, this 1969 Airstream and in dismay almost, but it was like literally it's 21 feet from the very tongue all the way very back. Yep. And I just picture with the layout, it has like two beds up front for the kids. We can convert one bed into a prep station. So that's our cook kitchen. Right. And then throw the kids in the back. And I'm like, this is perfect. It's super lightweight. And like just the floor plan would work for barbecue. Mm-hmm. And, and then so that was been about five years ago. And then even another barbecue contest or connection was um, Border Town Barbecue has a for his day job, he does uh, big rig polishing. Okay. So he's like, yeah, bring it over for the winter. And he stripped it, polished it. Nice. And that's where it's at now. And that's been three years and still 
pulled him pretty strong. Yeah. So that's when it's like, it really came to life after he uh, got his mastery work on it. Yeah. So yeah, that's a little more backstory of nice. our nice. career into barbecue. No, I've always loved the look of them. So that's, uh, that's great. Yeah. 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 You're, you're a unique little thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's the great thing is I feel like everybody has a personal story of like how they got into it, mm. why they do it, who, whose crazy idea yep. <laughs> it was to enter a contest yeah. or what it means to them. It's really neat to see, you know, like we're a husband and wife team. There's a few out there, but you know, there's a lot of teams where it's like their guys weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Or is PIG, for example, like for Rocky Mountain smokers, you know, that that's their, their, their hangout. So yep. it's pretty awesome to see all walks of life. Yep. And yeah. And, and just everyone coming together, uh, at those competitions, uh, getting together with old friends and all the rest of it. It's awesome. So yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah. Thank you. And I think we highlight Katie really well. So hopefully she can inspire some new teams to, Oh, get out there 11 year old can do it Absol- anyway yeah absolutely so uh as i said folks watch uh for the entry the registration coming uh for the uh saturday august 21st at calgary harley davidson they've got a it's rally in the rockies it's a week-long event or a series of events all around motorcycling obviously and that saturday is the the last day of the event so they wanted to get a barbecue competition in there so really excited to be working with them to get that organized Super cool. Awesome. What's uh, what's coming up? Uh, Porkapalooza in August? Are you guys in for that? Yep. And we then, have Porkapalooza in August. And the double, the um, barbecue on the bow, Didsbury double in uh, September. Yep. And then in between there. Mm-hmm. Uh, You've got a road trip. Katie coming. and I are going to sneak down into the U.S. and we're going to go do the uh, contest in Bozeman. Yep. So it's, uh, it's going to be good. Yeah. We have... We don't always do an extra contest that way. Um, we've gone to that contest before. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Um, small community. I, mm-hmm. I kind of like those ones where it's a little bit laid back, but uh, it's, uh, I don't know. They all, like the, all of the competitions have their own personality mm-hmm. and that's what makes it fun as well. Is there's something different at every contest yep. um, and there's new faces and there's a lot of new faces actually for even this contest. So yeah. I'm really excited and I hope, I hope to see all of the amateur cooks and the mm. new cooks come back. Yep. No, that's awesome. Uh, before we wrap up, where can folks uh, follow you, social media, anything like that you want to plug? Sure. Um, they can find me on Instagram, uh, Janice underscore Smellicue. All right. Same for Facebook. Okay. And then I have a website, www.smellacue, which is Q-U-E.com. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some cooking tips on there about how to do uh, ribs and brisket or how to trim um, to spatchcock chicken or turkey. Mm-hmm. So there's some barbecue-related things, and then there's very abstract, <laughs> you know, crazy ideas as well. Um, yeah. Dill pickle chicken wings and... Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Oh, the potatoes, potato chip soup. I've <laughs> some okay. of the fun things that I've done over uh, yeah. several challenge. Yep, yeah, got to keep it interesting, right? Yeah, exactly. The last question I ask everybody uh, on the podcast: It's dinner time. You got the the grill fired up. What's uh, what's your go to meal, Russell? Maybe you can uh, start there. 
I'm just a old fashioned steak kind of guy. Yeah. So give me a ribeye or something like that. And typically I just do like to do it on the like afterburner. So yeah. reverse sear and then take out the chimney. Yeah. Okay. Put, uh, chimney light that up yeah. and just get a nice sear and uh, a little crunchy bits on it. Nice. So. Awesome. Katie. Yeah, and salad. <laughs> <laughs> or fun for yourself, yep. depending on the day it is. Yeah, that's uh, that was dinner here tonight, so. <laughs> <laughs> Too hot to cook. So. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. favorite, um, my go-to is duck breast. Okay. I don't know what it is about duck breast, but I, it's so simple. It takes, you know, 20 minutes to cook mm. um, each side. If that, I... For whatever reason, I like to go really low and slow on that one, but uh, it's so juicy. The skin gets crispy. Mm-hmm. There's nothing better than duck breast on a on a weeknight. Yeah, awesome. That's great. Again, uh, thank you all three for uh, for j- jumping on. I know everyone's uh, tired and recovering from the weekend, so I appreciate it. But uh, again, it was great to see you guys this weekend, and uh, good luck in August in Porkapalooza. I'm not going to be up at that one, I don't think, but we'll see you. Uh, in uh in didsbury at uh on the long weekend in september so sounds, sounds good. good awesome Thank thanks you. guys appreciate it Thank thanks Ryan. yeah thanks to katie janice and russell for joining me this week and grant congrats to them and everyone who heard their name called on saturday and sunday you're listening to canada's longest running barbecue podcast and this month's eat more barbecue competition segment is brought to you by atb financial are you looking for a way to give back ATB Cares makes it easy for all Albertans to support the causes they care about. Donate to your favorite charity through ATB Cares, and ATB will match 20% of every dollar donated to eligible Albertan charities. To learn more and donate, visit atbcares.com. We've already covered the Smoke, Wind, and Fire event from this past weekend. Also this weekend out in Langley, B.C., there was a PNWBA event called COVID-Q. Unfortunately, at the time of recording, the event results were not yet completely posted. Coming up on the calendar, there are two different backyard events in Saint-Jacques, Quebec, and also in Saint-Dile, Quebec, on August the 14th. That same weekend in Edmonton is the Porkapalooza Edmonton Barbecue Festival. This event is sold out, but registration is open for the doubleheader competition on the Labor Day weekend in Didsbury, Alberta. Friday and Saturday is the Didsbury Lions competition. And then Saturday, Sunday is the 30th annual Barbecue on the Bow event. I also heard rumblings on the weekend that there is an event coming up in Ontario. So great to see more competitions hitting the calendar. Be sure to check the Canadian Barbecue Society website at www.cbbqs.ca regularly for updates. The Eat More Barbecue Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Armchair Sports is one of a number of new shows on the network. Hosted by Jim Claggett, Armchair Sports provides listeners with sport talk and opinion with experts in their field of athletics. Visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to Armchair Sports and all the other great shows on the network. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week. Hey, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. Check out the listing of joints on the Barbecue Trail site and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joints some love. 
Give me a follow on Twitter at Eat More Barbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, my email is eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and is a production of Eat More Barbecue Digital Media. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking. <laughs>